you're listening to Caddy Wampus. Alrighty. Um, we did it, boys. All right. We did it. Podcast Mission <coughs> accomplished. Go home. Now you're a But I'm already so, home. Oh, pop, Damn. Pop, <laughs> is anybody playing Minecraft Dungeons, though? No. But it looks pretty watch, cool. Wait, uh, so I forgot to earlier, but I didn't hear any answers. Did anybody watch Onward on Disney Plus? Not no. yet. Was you should. It's a fucking D&D movie, and it's also really good. Huh. They literally um, have to do a quest. It looked... Okay, I wasn't sure what you were talking about. It looks interesting. I wanted to it's check a, it out. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, okay. Probably going to cancel my Disney Plus. I really don't use it. Like, I use, I'm use. i using it for Clone Wars right now. Weekly. Um, yeah. Which has been good. <clears throat> I watched um, a couple of the Marvel animated shows, and then I kind of stopped. That's true. If I, if I cancel them, how will I watch the 90s Spider-Man animated series? Pretty much just watched The Mandalorian, and I was like, okay, there's nothing else to see here. <laughs> I've got about, I've still got about like 10 to 15 classic quote-unquote Disney movies that I've either not seen or wanted to revisit, so I definitely mm. want to watch those before I cancel it. I finally watched Toy Story 4. That was, it was, that good. was fine. Yeah. It was good. When will they find happiness, Brian? When will they find happiness? Oh, definitely not by watching uh, Outbreak. Okay. Nope. So we watched a movie that it, is from the director of Das Boot somehow. Although this is the movie I think he made right before Air Force One, so that's kind of more telling. Wait, the oh, director Wolfgang of Peterson. Das Boot directed this in Air Force One? This is this is Wolfgang Peterson. Huh. Wolfgang Peterson is an interesting filmmaker because like Das Boot is is just wonderful. And then he made The NeverEnding Story, which I don't particularly care for, but I don't think is like a disaster by any means. Um, and then he made that really interesting sci- science fiction film, Enemy Mine, about the two, um, the human and the alien pilot stranded on a foreign planet. I had a friend that was obsessed with that movie for some reason. It's, it's good. It's interesting. Um, uh, he made a couple of thrillers. He made Outbreak. Then he made Air Force One. Then he made The Perfect Storm. Then he spent four years developing that Batman versus Superman movie that had a script by Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven and Fight Club. And then it didn't go forward, so he made Troy. And then Poseidon, the remake of the Poseidon Adventure. So what you're saying is he has his ups and downs. <laughs> it's mostly downs. It's been kind of yeah. downhill since Das Boot, one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> well, I mean, when you peak that early, what are you supposed to do? Uh, apparently, you make Outbreak, which... Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, and for histor- history, we're recording this during the time of the great unbecoming, um, of the great disaster that is that is the spread of a, of a horrific virus. Um, and so we were all recording remotely, and I thought it would not be in bad taste at all to watch Outbreak, uh, mostly because it was free on Netflix. <laughs> also because it definitely helps you appreciate Competency. <laughs> At least yeah, I mean, we, we haven't been Conta- bombed yet. We, we, we could watch Contagion, which is a much better movie and more accurate movie, but that's just going to be depressing. Um, and yeah. you're just going to be like, yep, that was good. Sounds um, like I, I need I'm, to watch that next. I think, I'm actually, I think I'm actually watching that tonight. 
I love Contagion. It's a great, good movie. Um, Steven Soderbergh is, you know, when he when he hits, he hits hard. Um, but this is so. This is a movie about a, a a deadly outbreak that is sweeping mostly America to start with. It stars Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, Donald Sutherland, Cuba Gooding Jr., Kevin Spacey. Basically, it's all it stars Rene Russo and a bunch of uh, sex pests <laughs> that we now know. <laughs> This was this was ground zero for the Me Too movement. Just nobody knew it. Yeah, other th- actually, other than other than Patrick Dempsey and I think Donald Sutherland, is there any male actor in this who hasn't been canceled for their horrific actions? No. Well, I, I did point it out too. There's this, there's a scene. Um, like like, like I, I it just struck me when they're at the airfield getting ready to go, and Dustin Hoffman and Kevin Spacey appeared on screen together, and then they got into a plane. Morgan Freeman sent them into a plane, um, and they were followed into the plane by Cuba Gooding Jr. And I was like, if you're a woman or underage or basically anybody, get the fuck away from this plane. One of the things I want to point out is that maybe I missed this because there's a lot of text flying fast on the screen. Um, it was kind of like Shin Godzilla, but without the irony or satire, where there was and- an insane amount of text. <clears throat> this movie has no such statement to make. So it starts It starts in uh, in, Af- in the African jungle, which, by the way, I, do- I looked this up on Wikipedia. Apparently, the opening scene's in the 60s? I, I don't remember that being pointed yep, out in the film. it's supposed to be 1967, I believe. So wait, that, how long do capuchin monkeys live? Capuchin monkeys live in um, South America? I mean, Not Africa. <laughs> but how long does he... How, how Like, he never gave the virus to anyone? I... Wait, what do you mean? <clears throat> so the movie starts with this opening shot with this pretentious quote and then there's a missile impact which by the way looked like an asteroid hitting um also, and then what was the, com- the, the, the capuchin, freeze frame of the guy for like the capuchin 10 monkey reacts to it and i i are, i assume we're meant to believe that's the same monkey that's betsy the monkey that causes the titular i outbreak. don't think it was i think it was just supposed to be like these monkeys will be important later oh you think it's like <laughs> betsy's dad or something yeah. Well, they these monkeys, first of all, they live Son fifteen to twenty five years. So maybe Oh, so Betsy's Betsy's at the end of her road then in the nineties. I guess <laughs> what so. Is, well, when actually, is the movie no. supposed to take place? I assume it's supposed to be five. Yeah, present day, like when it was made, I assume. They don't they don't seem to That opening scene's in sixty seven, so it's not Betsy that we see later, unless these people didn't look up how long a capuchin monkey lives. I mean they didn't look up where they live, so it wouldn't surprise me if they thought monkeys lived to be like They didn't look up many things. This movie (laughs) is not what I would call research heavy. Um this Oh no, it's um, not. But the way it kind of handles like the pandemic outbreak is is it's, it's kind of you know what it is. It reminded me like speaking of Godzilla, this is to an actual pandemic the way like the 1998 Godzilla movie is to 9/11, where they clearly and there's a lot of 90s thrillers like this where when I say we, I mean Americans, particularly white Americans in Hollywood. We didn't see any kind of like strife to make a movie about, so we kind of had to invent thriller like things to create thing, movies about in the '90s. So there was like a lot of things like a bomb on a bus, yeah, or or like what nuclear fallout. Like I feel like the Peacemaker, or like martial law and the siege, or like viral pandemics in this movie. Um, es- Escape from New York. <laughs> yes, the documentary Escape from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> but like we completely botch handling them. Um, Because it's just the same bland thriller that we stuck those ideas into because we never really did any research or didn't really have any reference for what would actually happen if something like that were to hit America. 
basically uh, Dustin Hoffman is a uh, military scientist who is the top of his game at viral research, I guess. I guess he's um, supposed to be a military virologist or something. He's yeah. in the army, presumably, from the uniform. Yeah, he, he, Although answers, he, doesn't he listen answers to, to Morgan Freeman. He doesn't care about a chain of command or really anything uh, military spec. He just kind of wears a uniform on some scenes. He so I'm assuming he just cares about his dogs. He this just movie cares about the. Oh dogs. god, those dogs, man! <laughs> you want to talk about Chekhov dogs? You cannot spend that much time on the dogs in Act One and not have them be the cure for the virus in Act Three. They literally right? did nothing. I just want to. I, know I do not like. Like, oh my god! It, like, fifteen full minutes are devoted to who has the dogs. <laughs> I texted David as soon as the movie was over, and I was like, "So, who's taking care of the dogs during the last like hour of the movie?" The dogs died. They died off camp. They died on the way to their home planet. I don't. <laughs> Poochie died on the way to his home planet. <laughs> Which was an alien? I guess so. I thought the dogs were going to, like, save them somehow. Or... Well, the movie, and this is so 90s, and this is kind of also related to, to what we were just talking about with the military chain of command thing, where the 90s vision of, like, the military is so skewed. And again, it kind of speaks back to that, we have nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. Like, oh, hey, Morgan Freeman, my commanding officer, let's just shoot the shit. And I'm like, no. Ba basically, so wait, the outbreak return, I guess, that's, you know, I had a really clear understanding of the movie. At least I thought I did until you all confirmed for me that it, the opening's in the 60s. Now I'm not sure I know what the movie is. I, I, the 20-year the gap between the first scene and the next scene is now really throwing me. I so, guess the outbreak well, like returned. 30 years, I think. So, and also that virus looked a little familiar. I just had eh, just to Google <laughs> it. That's that virus. Those close-ups are literally just copies of Ebola. <laughs> Ebola, yeah. Ah, some, you're like, right. I knew that looked familiar. It had some hantavirus effects too. Well, well, so just so we're clear, the virus is a fictional virus named they named Motaba, and it liquefies your organs within 48 hours. That so is essentially what it does. To to make the, to make it make a little bit more sense, it sounds like. I guess um, the the two the bad guys I guess Morgan Freeman and the Spoiler. other. Spoiler, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if Morgan Freeman's a. Is he really a he, full on bad guy? He's, he's, a, he's bad a bad guy, guy until, like, for the a very while. end. It just yeah. seems like he's kind of Morgan a bureaucrat, Freeman. Man. He but gets so, a heel turn. At the so end. Wait, wait, what, Morgan what, Freeman what is happened? totally a bad guy. At one point, he tells Dustin Hoffman the very lethality of the virus is working for us. Which, by the way, is like when Homer told Lisa that a man who has lots of ivory is way less likely to hurt the elephant than a guy whose ivory suppress are low. So the what, I, from my understanding, what I'm like reading and kind of trying to put back together is that. <clears throat> the two of them found that virus and to Donald keep it Sutherland. secret yeah to keep it secret they bombed um that they, that small village and then a eventually na a napalm like bomb that sucks up all the oxygen in like a mile right radius. so what we saw in zaire is them testing it on another small village to make sure it works before they militarize it or turn no, it into no, weaponize no 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 what that zaire small village what it was is that that was another village that was somewhere near where the original bombing was and it just some dude got sick from another fucking monkey. Betsy, and the capuchin monkey. Just another fucking monkey bit him. See, but it has to be Betsy to because they see it has to be the same monkey because they say time and time again, we need the host. We need the first one. We need patient zero. So it has to be the same monkey. So this monkey. Maybe it is. Maybe here's the thing. So these monkeys can live up to 50 years in captivity. Oh, I get it now. I Okay, I understand what happened. So. Basically, a wizard did it. <laughs> in, 
<laughs> no, so if you remember, Patrick Dempsey's character gets that monkey to sell mm-hmm. to the pet store so he has yes. a breeding pair. By so the way, what I'm guessing, Mc, McDreamy himself as a fucking rat-tailed, like, 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 corrupt, sleazy 90s. Favorite like, character in the entire movie. Same. Also, I like Patrick Dempsey, but, you know, after years of Grey, Grey's Anatomy of him being, you know, literally McDreamy, and to see him here with that fucking, like, 90s look being like, I steal monkeys anyway, want my cookie kid. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, he you're lo- terrified. He looked like he was straight out of a uh, movie. Lost Boys. Lost, yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah, Lost Boys. See, he looked to me like one of those idiots digging up Spawn's grave trying to worship the devil in the Spawn movie. Yep. But no, so, all right, so the basic premise from the way I understand it now is Mm -hmm. guy in that village goes and gets the monkey, takes it into town, sells it to that guy on the ship, and then while that guy takes the monkey into town, he gets sick, he comes back to the small town, he's already sick, and then remember he says he drinks the water from the well and then sickens the rest of the village. Right, but but how do you explain the 30-year gap? Wizard did it. Okay. Okay, we're all on the same page. Okay, okay. what if it's spreading around this monkey colony without any, like, symptoms, and then a different monkey at some point just, you know, gets aggravated and scratches or spits on someone else? I'm shocked they never did, because I feel like every virus movie does this, I'm shocked they never did the human who was asymptomatic story in the movie. Well, it's hard to imagine that with a 100% lethality rate and a 24-hour Oh, yeah, that's right. You're, forgive me, you're right. Morgan Freeman states the very lethality of it is what's working for us. It, it literally melts your organs. Like, I don't know how you could have any symptomatic carrier. Which doesn't really make any sense how they could possibly have a vaccine for a virus that literally melts you from the inside. Is it really a vaccine or is it just, I think it's called a serum? It's, it's just like, a cure. It's a, it's a general sure it's cure. It's uh, lemonade, or he says orange juice. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Is it orange juice? Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. It's fucking orange juice. I thought you were a virologist. <laughs> potion seller. I'm going What's into my potion. Oh, Sunny D, sweet. <laughs> I'm going to fight Matabo, and I need only your strongest potions. <laughs> I, just don't, I, will say, <laughs> I don't understand why we get this, what, an hour of setup for all of this, and then the rest uh-huh. of the movie is just fucking helicopter chasing. Okay, so that we'll, helicopter we'll get to the helicopter long, chasing. Long. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, a couple of things I, I did think was was were hilarious was was early on. Um, they um. They, there's a lot of weird stuff with the um the, and this is what's weird. So so basically the the premise is that Dustin Hoffman sees the the recent outbreak in Zaire. He warns Morgan Freeman, who may or may not already know that that is something that they've seen before and already have a cure for um, because they wanted to turn the military was evil and wanted to turn it into a biological weapon, which I don't understand how you turn it into a biological weapon. If it will kill the entire population of the world in two days. Like I know there's an argument for, well, isn't that nuclear deterrence? Isn't that, you know, mutually assured destruction. I'm like, there's a difference between launching like 50 nuclear bombs and one dude getting sick, murdering the entire planet. In t- in a well, weekend. the original virus wasn't, as dangerous because you could only get it through direct contact saliva blood it wasn't until halfway through the movie where they're just like oh Oh, no it's airborne oh yeah it's airborne and it can go through the filters in the air vents ha the world's top doctors don't seem to grasp the concept that viruses mutate in this film well possible it's it's because it's because of the scene in act one where um (laughs) 
the, the original response cast goes to the village. Everybody's dead. But the village leader's okay. And he's like, oh, don't worry. It's not airborne while this other guy is throwing up in his mask. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's just going to be the way of it then. We know it's not airborne. So we can all just take off our masks now. Tee-hee. Oh, yes. The long standard movie tradition of we're fine. Take off your mask. Do not take off your mask. <laughs> I mean... I noticed it. They, they landed. They've got these like uh, they've got these full body suits, and you can clearly see their face mm-hmm. from all three angles. You know, they got the glass. But the first response team, you know, had these like blacked out, like basically they were, gas they were, masks. They were evil, right? Corey. Corey, the, they, they were the bad guys. Anyway, so back to the virus. Um, also, they just don't let they don't trust the audience that the virus um, can <laughs> just spread normally. They have to come up with these Rube Goldberg weird things and the drama of like the kid almost touching the cookie um because patrick dempsey as pointed out before (laughs) steals the monkey can't sell the monkey releases the monkey into the woods then gets sick gets his girlfriend sick on a plane and oh oh his blood explodes in a centrifuge doesn't it well yeah because the technician is staring at the screen and just sticks his hand in a spinning centrifuge <laughs> and blood spatters all over his face. Oh, like, what? There's so many things wrong hilarious. with that. that Nobody is so... in the lab's going to do that. What are you talking about? I also about? like when he goes to the doctor and he's like, "Don't shouldn't I get tested for things? And the guy's like, nah. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> You're fine. Just wash up. And he lists all these things you should be tested oh. for. Are they real doctors? <laughs> No, nobody in this movie is a real doctor. Well, no, that no, none of them real doctors. Because doesn't Rene Russo go to Patrick Dempsey and scream in his face while he has a ventilator down his throat, asking him to talk? Talk to me, yeah. He has a ventilator (laughs) in his throat. My lungs. And I know it's supposed to be ominous, but my favorite part of the movie are what I found the hilarious shots of the capuchin monkey wandering through the woods at night, because it because they have this really ominous music. Uh, you know, this dun dun dun. Dawn. But then he just cut to this real monkey who's clearly trained, just being like, hello. <laughs> and he's just like in the woods, not being ominous on any level. <laughs> None of the music in this movie was good. I this fucking a, hated every it, bit of the it's music. It's James in this film. Newton Howard, and I believe it's been reused in trailers for like decades. It's just nice. every track just sounded way too epic for anything that was happening. Like, they'd be sitting in an office having a conversation. The background score is going, dun 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 I can only assume the score <laughs> is the virus. <laughs> it's a metaphor um, for us, the viewer. Well, that's, uh, like, that's like when Dustin Hoppin had his car and he couldn't get through the streets in the, in the panic streets. And I was like, oh, no, humanity is the real virus. And then they tried to escape, and I did love the dummies in the exploding car. Oh, yeah. My favorite part was when he was driving through that crowd. Everybody, you know, all the extras obviously had to have some kind of physical business. There's this one mm. woman that literally looks like she's trying to push the car backwards. She's standing at the front, like the front driver's side bumper and like pushing on the car. Oh, oh no, she's got virus strength. <laughs> the virus is mutated again. Like, she's literally pushing on the car and then literally just really violently throws her body to the right. Well, so... so <laughs> like, she was thrown from the car. <laughs> so the, the, they, they, they decide to cut off this one town where the outbreak has been localized, which is also hilarious for me when Morgan Freeman has to call Dustin Hoffman and go, Hey, um, 
we have the cure. Should we just cure these people? And Dalton goes, no, I believe napalming the American city will be easier. Yeah, he really, he really wants to do it. Yeah. That's yeah, like there's... his only goal in the movie. He's like, I'm going to kill all these fucking people. Oh, boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> it was that. Donald Sutherland is so psyched about killing all these people with He's the virus. He's just so ready. He's just like, I've seen this bomb used once, and it was so badass. I just want to do it again. Somebody comes into work and, you know, sneezes, and he goes, better napalm the office. <laughs> I also My like entire to... purpose in life is to see this little mushroom cloud again. Well, it's it's a... so cool. It's also hilarious, too, because he's like, it's an important weapon for America. And I'm like, who's, it's 1995. Who are you going to use this on? Like, who's the enemy? <laughs> so, like, yeah, later, so that's when Morgan Freeman shows up, because Dustin Hoffman has disobeyed direct orders and shown up there, which is in a hilarious scene where Dustin Hoffman's like, let me help these people. And Morgan Freeman goes, okay. And then Morgan Freeman goes, you were never here. And Dustin Hoffman goes, no, I was here. I was always here. Like, he doesn't get that Morgan Freeman's trying to do the wink, wink, you were never here thing. It was very much like, yeah. it was very much like, uh, now when I say hello, Mr. Thompson, and I press down on your foot, <laughs> you smile and nod. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> Then they search for a monkey who gets sick, and he's like, this monkey's sick. It can't be our host. Again, viruses mutate. There's no reason to exclude the monkey. But the people that well, made this no, movie they don't said understand he that. Had, it, that's the thing. Their thought, or the premise of the movie wasn't that the virus mutated. was that there were two different viruses that were similar, but the monkey had both. What? Yeah. How did I miss the that monkey detail? Had both. I, don't, I don't think that... Oh, that doesn't sound right. But also, I wouldn't put it past this movie to, to say something. No, that, that I watched it yesterday. I watched this yesterday morning. That is literally what they wanted the audience to believe. Well, I think they're trying to get 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 through the idea that different strains of a virus are due to mutation, but they don't really seem to. Like, the, you know what this Grasp movie? The- this movie, you know, in Jurassic Park, when they sit in the little chairs and Mr. DNA comes out and explains how this all works. Boy, I could have used Mr. DNA in this movie. Could have used a lot of things in this movie. The writers could have used Mr. DNA. Oh my god. Um, I just yeah. Don't really. I don't need this movie. I I just don't understand how half of this movie is a while not competent, okay, like perfectly cromulent. Yeah, perfectly cromulent, like viral contagion film. The first hour of it is that, and then the second hour is Cuba Gooding Jr. And Dustin Hoffman versus the army in a helicopter. So, so it, it has feels to be that an action way, movie, man. But sadly, it's only 15 minutes because I, I timed it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So basically, long story short, Donald Sutherland has 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 no intention of curing anybody and that they are going to napalm the city. And then to make matters worse, Kevin Spacey and Rene Russo have become infected. Uh, so Dustin Hoffman is now a race against time to find the monkey. Um, and get the cure. And part of that is stealing a helicopter. Because um, Cuba Gooding Jr. can fly a helicopter. Well, they can't leave the town they're being forced to stay in that's going to be bombed. Yeah. A helicopter. Yeah, so they steal the helicopter. This magical helicopter with <laughs> infinite fuel. But the first thing they do is they take the helicopter, they leave, they go to San Francisco. Right, to, to fig- the city yeah. hall. <laughs> yeah, they go to San Francisco to figure out what ship that monkey could have come. Then they fly from San Francisco. Oh, wait, 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 wait. First, they, the, my favorite part about it. So we're, humanity is saved by a goddamn middle-aged secretary in the SF Records Department who is fucking some married guy in the Coast Guard. Yep. 
And they even name check her later where they're coming up on the ship. Dustin Hoffman's like, thank you, Mrs. Panadies. Which, by the way, Mrs. So she's also cheating on her husband. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, they they go to San Francisco. Then they fly out to sea (laughs) to find the ship so Dustin Hoffman can jump off of the helicopter onto the ship. Because reasons. I will say this. I like that Dustin Hoffman plays the character as a real fucking coward about everything. Where he's like, can't you land? Don't you like, 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 I feel like in a worse movie, he would be all gun-ho about it. But I do kind of like that Dustin Hoffman's like, I do not want to jump out of a helicopter. Yeah. This seems like a really stupid fucking idea. Why do I have to do this? All right. So I, I did kind of like that Dustin Hoffman chose to, 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 there's no vanity in it. Where he's like, he's like, oh, I'm terrified of helicopters and all this. But you're right, yeah, so, and then, so then they go to the news media, which... Nope, the, uh, no, yeah, nope. they go to the news station. <laughs> yeah, they go to the news station. Nope, then they go to the fireworks factory. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's hilarious where, where the news... they they So, like, which, by the way, two military soldiers saved the world by taking the media hostage with a gun, and there's got to be a metaphor for our times in there somewhere. Um, and they the, But the news media asking America if they have seen this monkey holding a picture of the monkey up might have been yeah. the funniest thing I've seen in this entire quarantine. Yeah, like, in the entire U.S., this one monkey, please help. America, have you have seen, you this, seen monkey? this monkey? <laughs> please. I also, I also like the cut the cut there where you cut to the mother, because also in the backstory is the monkey's made it into a backyard and is playing with this little girl, um, and has become friends with this little girl. Again, ominous music, and it's just a cute little monkey playing with a little girl. Not the scariest thing in the world. But the mother looks at her kid's drawing of her and the monkey while watching the news and she has this shocked look of like that's the monkey but in my head i'm like i wanted her to turn back and go that looks nothing like the monkey on tv (laughs) oh our monkey looks nothing like this (laughs) um and yeah and then and then what happens is donald sutherland takes two military helicopters two attack helicopters basically to 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 blow dustin hoffman and cuba cuba jr out of the sky because they have recovered the monkey which is hilarious because then that becomes the third act so that we have the countdown to the bombing, to the Napalm bombing. Dustin Hoffman and Cuba Gooding Jr. are going to get back. They are being chased in a helicopter by two, by, by two attack helicopters. Thus begins a 15-minute helicopter chase sequence in the middle of your virus movie. And for a movie that relies so heavily on a helicopter chase in its third act, they probably should have spent more money on the green screen comping for the actors. Instead, helicopters? Because it kind of looks like the 60s Batman show for a while. Yep. It was or too long. Great it was. <laughs> it was too long. It was awful. And I don't understand why they had such a hard time killing this one helicopter with their two helicopters. There's I all s- these missiles on all these helicopters. And aren't those I, things like, don't they have tracking? Like, I don't yeah, understand. But Cuba Goody Jr. did a loop to loop or something. <sighs> it was also like his first time flying. Was no, it? He said he had a lot oh, of wasn't, flight he, hours. He, he said he had trained a lot, and sure. he'd only. I've had a lot of flight he hours. Trained a lot, and he's only actually been you, in a you, helicopter once. Do you mean once. in flight simulator? No, 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 no. He said he had all of his uh, flight. Uh, <laughs> cut to him playing Whatever. flight simulator. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was another thing. Like that's the thing about this movie. Anything that they have to justify at some point in the film, they justified it. Whether they needed to or not, you're, you're right. They told you. You're right, Steve. This screenplay is airtight. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst part of it. Is they really tried to? They be. worked so hard. They worked so much harder than they needed to. 
for their stupid virus movie. There's a moment where the two helicopters nearly crash, and it's like a Looney Tunes clank. And what part of the helicopters touched? Is it the blades? Because that's not how that works. If the blades had touched, they would have both gone down. Yeah. Anyway, well, after 15 minutes, I assume everyone's dead back in Cedar Creek from the virus by the time they got back. But also, I wrote this down. This is a note I wrote, and I don't know a good place to put it. I'm still not 100% clear on how getting the host will help you synthesize a cure for the current strain, especially when you already had a cure for the original strain. Now, I'm not a doctor, but then again, neither was anyone involved in this movie. So, so hold on. Remember, this monkey has both strains. Are yep. you? Sh- are we sure? Positive. That seems yeah. so wrong. One hundred percent positive that that was how that. Like but, I said, but, they but, tried but, but, to justify everything. But, but the virus wasn't airborne until later, so it had to mutate to a new strain while in humans. Yeah, you would think that, but that is not what they wanted people <laughs> to believe. It also mutated like that in the monkey, because that's how mutations work. Haven't you played Plague Inc.? Doesn't it mutate like somewhere in between getting off the airplane and him being in the hospital and the it whole mutates movie theater scene? in Cedar Creek. Cedar Creek's where it becomes airborne. Right, and right, it also so did that whole, like... with the host monkey at the same time, because that's how diseases work. I don't care for this, Michigas. This movie is now so much worse than I thought it was. <laughs> this movie's like a Rorschach test. What did you see in the virus? Mm-hmm. What, so what? So they get back. They're synthesizing it. He believes so confidently that they'll cure it that he takes his mask off to kiss Rene Russo, thus infecting himself. Oh, then Donald Southern comes back and Act 3 gets to start over because he initiates the napalm strike again. So mm-hmm. Act 3 gets to start over. So that basically means your 110-minute movie is now like a 128-minute movie. Thanks for fucking nothing, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, but we get more helicopter, because that's what this movie's <laughs> all about, is more helicopter. Whenever it's a 90s helico- movie, man. We gotta have that helicopter. Whenever the helicopter's not on screen, people should be asking, <laughs> where's the helicopter? <laughs> exactly. See, you get also, it. Also, I believe they have enough anti-serum for 2,600 people in a few hours, and I'd like to know what Miracle Manufacturing Yeah, process. they just magically made that much in the span of, like, three hours well i don't know if you know this but cedar creek's main export is centrifuges <laughs> ah is it is it really <laughs> might as well be yeah i guess that's it the the military soldiers disobey the general's orders which bullshit like i know justin hoffman <laughs> marshal right. for all y'all although i guess i guess i could see that if you have two superior officers literally disagreeing about nuking a town on your radio you might not nuke the town i guess that's kind of reasonable yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I mean, they were both, Morgan Freeman and uh, Sutherland were both the same rank. Yeah, and Dustin so Hoffman is still is still outranking the pilots. So, yeah. so I, I, you know, I guess if you have like a colonel and a general literally screaming over your phone about whether or not you should murder 3,000 people, you might not drop the bomb and be like, hey, how about I come home and we sort this out? <laughs> like... I thought yeah, you'd get the around, authorization. I can always try again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would probably wait until there's a final answer. Yeah. Not just don't do it, do it, don't do it. So I guess it is reasonable that they just drop the bomb into the water. They're like, ah, I don't know. Especially I'm not. since the helicopter's literally right in their flight path. So it's like, what? well, we're going to have to right. run he into plays, the helicopter. He plays too. chicken. And I was like, uh, your ship's going down too. But so why, why drop the bomb at all? Why not just hold on to it? That's probably a lot of money you just threw into the Cause, ocean. Because movie. 
It's yeah, more I traumatic mean, if need, he drops it. We needed it. another one of those terrible special well, effects. Well, because you want them, to, you want to, you want to have the moment where you think they're going to do it. That's right, because it was the virus really clear. was in the water. The fish had it. Yeah, it was really clear. They dropped the bomb, and it's kind of floating for a minute. And oh no, like, oh, the no. Pacific Ocean's fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, they can't eat fucking sushi for the rest of their lives. Mm, that's a shame. Um, that is a shame. Uh, yeah, so that is about all. Uh, oh, and then they got back together. I guess Dustin Hoffman and Renee Russo get back together. Credits? Did they? Un- unclear. Unclear. They, kinda, they make it Probably. sound like they're going to get back together. I will say, if they had wo- if she had woken up and they were in the hospital together, because that's the last scene of the movie before you go to credits. Doesn't she say if you have the antibodies, or like I already had the antibodies, so we could try it again, basically? I, I was really hoping it would end with, with them going, let's go get our dogs. Nope. I was kind of hoping it would end with the dogs just running into the hospital room. See, like I was hoping somebody they would... brought them there. <laughs> like at the end of Return of the King, everybody runs on the bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping they would go get the dogs, who I guess are somewhere in Atlanta because she works for the CDC. I was kind of hoping that they would go get the dogs and then twist the dogs have the virus and they attack and you're like, contagion too. Oh, and then we get that movie with the first person werewolf dog thing. I'm sorry, what now? What? David, what? Uh, you and Beth were watching it when I came over a couple of months ago. Oh, Bad uh, bad Moon from Eric Red. Yeah, we get uh, Bad Moon. <laughs> yeah, so that would be like the sequel to Outbreak. Boy, on the tier of werewolf movies, that is not a high one. <laughs> what is the tier? What are the werewolf tiers? So like tier one, you got your wolf man. You got your ginger snaps. You got your dog American soldiers. American werewolf and yep. Uh, you got your American werewolf in London, and then tier two, you got your bad moons. And Underworld. Then, no, that's a tier three werewolf movie. That's yeah. no. Those no. those are um, what what we do in the shadows. Oh, that one scene of the werewolves. That's a, that's a that's that's good werewolf. But you know, it's only yeah. the one scene. Anyway. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, I, what we do in the I, shadows, I, pretty good. That's what we were reviewing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were doing. I don't know. Outbreak was a giant fucking turd. Well, I guess not. we should we should talk about in in this age of pandemic. This is this is this is humorous content. Uh, this is, this yeah. is really. F- we are all dying. Yeah, we got JIT for everything, man. It's the most efficient. You save the most money of JIT just in time. No, for those that don't know. Yeah, yeah. so there's no stock rooms or anything really at a lot of hospitals. There's just hospital beds and everything's ordered uh, a few days before it's needed. Uh, problem is when the supply chain starts to break down. Ooh, yeah. But so far, right oops, all berries. Oops, all berries. <laughs> yep, it's just like Captain Crunch. Boy, yeah, I will, exactly. I will say this: if I, uh, if or more likely, because it's me, when I'm in the hospital with this dying, I want you to know that I promise. When the doctor says we don't have a ventilator, I'm gonna go oops, all berries. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right before I die, I'll have a ventilator in my throat. So I'll be like, oops, all berries, and then I die. <laughs> That's fun. This is fun. This is fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm immunocompromised. This is fun. Uh, life is sad. But it's a good thing we have entertainment like Outbreak. Entertainment's a word for it, sure. Hey, at least at least they won. You know, at least it gave it gives you the ray of hope that we too could stop this outbreak and all we need is Dustin Hoffman. I don't and know, a, man. I'm low-key worried they're going to like nuke my city now. <laughs> Cuz apparently that's a thing. <laughs> So, are the people in this movie more or less competent? <laughs> well, there is, there was something, I will say this, the most realistic part of the movie was when Dustin Hoffman was trying to explain to Morgan Freeman that if this gets out, it will kill 100% of the population. And Morgan Freeman goes, yeah, but it ain't gonna get out. And I'm like, yep, that's about how, that's about how society's working nowadays. 
Uh, my big moment was, uh, oh, no, it's airborne. Like, oh, there's a parallel to reality. <laughs> I'm still surprised that this movie was a success and that he won awards. Or, sorry, Kevin Spacey won Who's awards he? for this. <laughs> Wait, what did he win? Which, yeah. which of the many he's? Uh, oh, you're right. He won, he won the New York Critics Circle Award for the Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Um, oh, well. So the other one says it also includes his work from Seven and The Usual Suspects, it which makes more sense. The one yeah. he got an Academy Award for. <laughs> like, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, but that's that's for one of the awards. The New York Film Critics still they gave were like, him a best no, for Outbreak. <laughs> the only movie that topped this movie was Tommy Boy. Oh, what at the box office? Yeah. Uh, this apparently outbreak was number one for three weeks. It made it uh, was defeated by Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah, it got beaten by Tommy Boy. Well, after the heroin pandemic, America just needed to laugh. Is there anything else you want to um? Um, go watch Contagion. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. That would be the good place to so, leave this on. Is go watch a a well made film. Here's Wasn't what I'll there... say. Here's what I'll say about Outbreak. Go watch Contagion and Das Boot. <laughs> that's. Oh, also, is it weird that we did this in Sphere and both of the, and in both of them, Dustin Hoffman is a fucking raging asshole who's horrible to women, and then it turns out in real life he's a raging asshole who's horrible to women. Anyway, See, that's fucking Outbreak. That's, um, it's, that's Outbreak. Uh, you know, enjoy. It's on Netflix. And remember, stay indoors. <laughs> Social, Social distancing. distancing. Social distance of, yourself the, from this film. Yeah, distance yourself from this film. I'd rather I'd rather die than watch this movie again. Yeah, me too. Those words have weight now too, because I could easily do it. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly.